you know, certain things that I've gone through in my life that have taught me the type of person that I don't want to be or, you know, um, so my mother was an alcoholic, a uh, drug addict, and I witnessed that you know, my entire childhood growing up. She wrecked gang near every family vehicle we ever had, but she's had more DUIs than I, I, I got fingers, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Yet she's, I don't think she's ever spent a day in jail and she still has her license somehow. Welcome to Each One Teach One, where wisdom takes the lead. I'm Ricky Monty, your guide on this journey of shared knowledge and wisdom. Let's dive in. You hate that. I remember that. You Somebody <laughs> did that to you and you got so mad. Uh, most people call me Bando. A lot of different nicknames I've had over the years. Um, spent 12 years in the Army uh, doing a, a few different things. Uh, deployed to Afghanistan with Bonnie, um, so I grew up in uh, a few different places. So I mean, I spent like the first part of my life in uh, Mansfield, Ohio. There's nothing there. It is a crap hole, and uh, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's funny because um, you know I always tell people like I grew up in the ghetto, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> you know, like I, I, it was the ghetto. Um, <laughs> So um, ghetto parents, for those listeners that don't understand what what ghetto what is very that? low income That's area right. low income area mm. okay like uh, crackheads mm. um, oh. uh, <laughs> you know that's that sort of thing just uh, what comes with low low income area because uh, you know poverty breeds crime you know, a lot of people um, you know it's. It, it's just the fact of the matter. Poverty breeds crime, and you know when you're living in that type of area, you know that you know lower income areas th- things happen. Um, so uh, my parents divorced when I was two. Um, I think I, I can't remember that far back. I don't even remember my first memory. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. Take your time, man. So I. Uh, I grew up, I, I spent the first part of my life with my mother, and, um, you know, I would see my dad every other weekend, and on Wednesdays, we would spend the night at his house, uh, and in the morning, on his way to work, he would drop us off uh, back at my mom's, and we would go to school, and then, like I said, every other weekend, um, and that was pretty much how, you know, my life went until uh, I was... I want to say I was like eight, nine years old. It was it was right after nine eleven. <laughs> mm. I remember um, sitting in in school watching that, and the, you know a lot of the the older vets, you know, before our time, that was the, that was what spurned them to join the military. And uh, yeah, to be quite honest with you, I had no idea what was going on. You know, I was I was in third grade, like oh. Just, don't know what's going on here. Just figuring <laughs> out like what the masses are just moving around, and it's just like all right. Right, and then like the, the, I guess the trauma of it didn't really set in until we were older, and then you, you think about, you know, looking back, what uh, you were actually watching happen. Um, so uh, yeah, growing up with my mom was uh, I don't know the best word to describe it. Um, I love my mother, um, but there's you know certain things that I've gone through in my life that have taught me the type of person that I don't want to be 
or you know um so my mother was an alcoholic a drug addict and i witnessed that my entire childhood growing up she wrecked dang near every family vehicle we ever had but she's had more duis than i i, I got fingers i'm pretty sure <laughs> yet she's i don't think she's ever spent a day in jail and she still has her license somehow <laughs> oh um yeah help out there for real though <laughs> It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, like I was saying, uh, when I was like nine years old, um, the guy she was married to at the time, he was my stepfather. I, I disassociated from that uh, to this point. Um, but they were having a cocaine-fueled uh, back-and-forth brawl. And, uh, you know, at the end of it, I was standing at the end of our driveway with a uh, trash bags full of all my clothes and what age my dad's this? are you standing at the road uh like eight or nine uh my younger sister she's two years younger than me um she was with us i think at the time my brother was living with my dad at the time but i'm pretty sure he was in juvie we'll, we'll get to that in a minute um but yeah, i was like eight or nine years old and yeah, standing at the end of the driveway with all my clothes and trash bags waiting for my dad to come pick me up as my mom and my uh, stepdad are, you know, high and arguing and fighting. Um, you could, so hear, it comes and you could me. hear it from the road? Or like... Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was it was brutal. I mean, I, I remember one time uh, I, my mom explained this story to me years later and it like unlocked a memory for me that I'd be, you know, kind of, like, I guess, suppressed you know, the way the human crazy mind works, but... I was about to say that's crazy yeah. what the mind does. <laughs> I, I guess I'd been going through the freezer or something, looking for, like, a snack or something. I guess I found a bag of their cocaine. Oh. And, uh, my mom had, uh, I guess she said she'd just cut up strawberries for our lunch or something, and they were in the trash can, and I dumped this bag <laughs> of white powder into the trash can, and it, it ruined it, and, uh, I was like, I, I, at eight years old, I was like, that's poison. That's, you knew it. You was like, nah, that's not <laughs> yeah, good. That's poison, straight up. It's, it's crazy that, you know, you think back on a lot of these things and it's like, I don't, I don't really remember that, but yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, I went to, uh, go with my dad. He, he came that night, let's be clear, because I mean, you're eight years old. Like, oh, no, he was, I, I'm, I don't know if he left work, but he was, yeah, and my dad, dropped everything for us kids that's, that's one he, thing how I, did he know that like I think my mom called him I think my oh, mom called him oh so like just get your child like, yeah like come get your kids you know oh, wow. which I mean that's that's like the best thing my mother probably ever did for me okay was that like us kids right there um so yeah I went to go live with my dad and um yeah I mean like everything uh, uh, comes with that so that was probably what 2001, 2002 um, yeah I live with my dad uh, my brother is five years older than me he's uh, passed away since then um, sorry to hear that I don't, that, need, I don't need any condolences we've I mean, had that conversation just, yeah but just out of respect because you know yeah yeah, I mean, like I said, people sneeze, you say bless you, you know. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm being it's, respectful. It's, yeah. Um, 
so yeah i mean i i can't remember if he was in juvie at that time or what i just i know around that time my brother had behavioral issues growing up um just like i uh, i've been told the story he was i think in second grade and pushed one of his teachers down the stairs she had to get a bunch of stitches he's my brother's always been wild (laughs) um but I think this specific stint in Juvie, there was a guy, this might have been later on, because I know, and, and this just resonates with me too, for some reason, my brother was on rollerblades, of all things, and he had a BB gun, pistol, and he thought it'd be a good idea to try and rob but like, like a grown man at gunpoint, and he's a teenager. Yeah, not like a good idea. Young, young teen, not not even like a later in life teenager, like 16, 17, like probably 12, 13, 14, that age. And this guy just got back from like either Afghanistan or Iraq. So. No go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Yeah, and then he, he ended up going to uh, like a uh, juvenile boys, like prison type thing. Um, so yeah, I lived with my dad. Um and a few years later, he had met this woman. Uh, her name was Tina. I, 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 later on in life, I guess I found that they were uh, had met on the internet, started dating or whatever. And I remember she came and like visited, and I'm like, this this lady's weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just the vibe was off, you know. Right. And I could kind of tell at that age. I think I was in like either fourth or fifth grader at that point. Yeah, I want to say I was in fourth or fifth grade. So I was nine, ten years old. But anyways, um, she ends up getting pregnant with my youngest sister. Um, and she sticks around for uh, a, a while, pretty much up until, like, I think my junior year in high school. Um, but, I mean, yeah, growing up with my dad was great. Um, I, mean, I look up to him. He's been nothing short of, like, Amazing, yeah. Um, I, I mean, looking back at it now, like some things that, like at the time, I just, you know, like uh, my dad yelled. That was that was that was his thing. Like he, um, you could be down the road at the park, and when it was time to come home, like you, you could hear my dad yell from <laughs> from the voice. porch. <laughs> yeah, and like it, it sent that like. The, fe- the anxiety, like your heart is sort of pounding, like, oh my god, I gotta go home. Yeah, you cringed a little bit. You was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that pucker factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, he, he was just always like, yeah, he, he, he'd do anything for us. Like, we, he didn't, uh, I mean, he, he made pretty good money, I guess, enough to support a family of five. Oh, yeah. Three kids. Yeah. Um, but we weren't like, you know, we were probably like lower middle class, I, I would say. Didn't want for anything at that point in my life. And I mean, even throughout like the early parts of my life, never really wanted everything I needed was provided for, you know. But we just, uh, when I lived with my mom, like I said, it, I was in a lower income area and she never had great jobs, kind of bounced around from job to job. She never kept a job very long. Right. Um, but with my dad, I always had stability. And uh, that's just something I look up to, like, and that's what I try to do for my kids. Like, uh, I, just, I want them to have stability in their lives. Right. 
Um, full circle quick mm-hmm. um, so yeah I mean I, I lived with my dad all the way up until I uh, graduated high school but um, so let's see I mean uh, I think I was in 6th grade I was 11 years old and uh, like, like I said like the town that I grew up in was uh, I, I was a minority in this town, uh, Mansfield, Ohio. Okay. Especially the uh, the like uh, their middle school started in sixth grade, so that was a big transition for for me. And I didn't know like I was I, I guess socially unaware of a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's the thing. So I remember I had gotten up to go from math class to go get a drink of water or something like that and uh, I was at the, the water fountain getting a drink and this black girl comes up and she's like move white boy and I was just like what? Oh. <laughs> and, and she was like move and I was just like uh, okay like and you know walked into the bathroom to do my business and next thing I know I guess this girl had went and told like her cousins or something like what it happened uh, and they came into the bathroom and there, there was like four of these kids in there and they were like I heard you talking shit to my cousin and I was just like whoa excuse me and I am terrified because I have my pants down I'm using the bathroom I am oh, in a vulnerable God. position Yeah, did everything I could to pinch it off get my pants back up and next thing I know I'm getting like jostled around in the bathroom <laughs> and the bell rang and that was kind of the end of that so you uh, didn't tell the teacher you didn't like notify nobody nah uh, you, no. you don't do that Mansfield huh you just keep your mouth no no, no you, you keep on about your business but uh so every morning before school like everybody would stand on the front steps waiting for uh the doors to open and uh, I'm standing there and this is this is one of those points in life where you find out who your real friends are mm-hmm. and I didn't have any oh. <laughs> and I'm standing there talking to like a guy I would call them acquaintances now uh, and, and out of nowhere I just get sucker punched and it's the same kids from the day before and I get thrown down like two flights of stairs and I'm just like on the ground I, like you know curl up trying to protect my face and stuff and I'm just getting getting kicked it kicked out of me right and uh no, no one does anything nothing just stops until it, at some point then i guess everybody thinks it's gone a little too far someone's mom starts honking their horn like you know trying to break it up and i get pulled into the uh vice principal's office and uh, she knows my dad because this is the middle school my brother went to and like i said he'd had a bunch of behavioral issues Right, so my dad was up there all the time having to deal with him. Like I, I remember I, my dad told me a story. My brother, uh, my dad had to go to school and sit with my brother in school. He was so bad, and he had just had like hernia surgery. <laughs> so my That's dad, you know, fresh off of hernia surgery, That's had to sit terrible. in school. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm sitting there. My, this is is just one of these like in it's like social cues I didn't really pick up on at the time, and I just get smacked in the back of the head. And I 
I didn't understand it until later on. Um, and they're kind of questioning me like, hey, what happened? Like, did you know these boys? And I was like, no, they all look the same. And my dad just smacks me in the back of the head. Oh, and she, uh, this uh, lady, she, she's, a, she's an older black lady. was just like, what? And I'm just like, what? I, I didn't know what I had said, you know, in that moment. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, after that, we uh, moved uh, like very shortly after to uh, Shelby, Ohio, which is like where my formative years happened, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was a really weird transition too because uh, Shelby, Ohio is like uh, a predominantly white area. Um, and I, I've heard the story, but I, I'd never seen it. Not didn't really know if any of it was true, but I guess like up until like, you know, a, around that time that we had moved there and it was like maybe 10 years before that they'd had a sign on the front of City Hall that, you know, let... Oh, black people say like no like hey like don't be out after dark basically uh, right? it, it, it was a sundown, sundown town yes it's yeah. a sundown town i got you i'm in, tracking in in north central ohio of, wow. of all see, places some people just to think, give you some context right and like some people this. only think it's like that in, in the south but you know it's all the way over there in ohio right and, and I, I don't know how true these stories were and, and but i mean growing up there I, I do believe there was only like one or two black families in, in that town the entire time I was here. And there was, I, I'd never seen any blatant racism or anything like that growing up there. So it was just underlined, just like an unsaid thing. Maybe, uh, you know, like I said, I'd never experienced it hmm. personally. Um, and <clears throat> so, but yeah, it was a stark contrast from Mansfield to this town. Hmm. Um, and also, like, I was going back to, like, elementary school, too, which was weird. Because sixth grade there, you know, they had K through uh, sixth grade, all in one school. So I had to finish out my sixth grade year in an elementary school. And it was just, it, it was an awkward experience. Um, but yeah, while I was there, I had uh, my first girlfriend, who I later found out was just like the... Uh, what would you say like the school hussy you know she 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 was popular with all the boys at school right. i was just the new boy in school at that point um uh and i mean then from there i went on uh to, to middle school uh you know and kind of met more people in the town like became more social i met one of my best friends uh well a few of my most of the kids i hung around with uh throughout then until i you know graduated went on to the army I met there in middle school um and I mean in high school uh I started uh wrestling doing more sports stuff like that kind of getting involved and in that kind of thing Re- got that's where I really started getting involved in like, weightlifting and stuff as you you know you know mm. hitting the gym um yeah and uh so it was my junior year of high school um, I had elected to do this program called College Now where uh, basically you go you take college courses all day instead of being in high school right and then when you graduate you have an associate's degree in uh, mechanical electrical engineering through this program <clears throat> so um, while I was in this program they, they give you a laptop because there's certain uh, like it's called CAD computer aided drafting 
and there's certain programs that you had to have so they give you a laptop to do a lot of your homework and stuff um so i remember there was something that happened to my computer and like the it guy had had to take my computer and they given me a replacement um and everybody had left for the day right and i had realized like crap like my homework that i need to like turn in the next day is on that other computer right mm-hmm. so i uh i was like i'll just take the hard drive from it cuz it's like up in the classroom so i go back up to the classroom i find the computer i'm like i'll just take the hard drive from it and like uh transfer it over and we'll be good and it wasn't like i mean this was 2009 so computer stuff like that was not as fast as it is today <laughs> so it's like this is this is taking way too long so I was like I'll just take the computer with me and I'll bring it back tomorrow there will be no issues right? right well I took it home and I had taken the hard drive out and I used like a dad transfer cable and I, I swapped all of my stuff over that I needed to this new computer but I forgot that computer at home Come on. And I show up to school the next day and uh we're sitting there and I think we're in like either pre-calculus or trigonometry or or whatever college algebra class it is and uh like the uh two the this female and this guy that are in charge of the uh they're basically our chaperones throughout this program, right? I think I'm there like, "Hey guys, we have a serious Uh, conversation we need to have with you and I'm just like I think I was texting or something not really paying attention and they're like someone has taken uh one of the laptops from here I'm just like kind of catching bits and pieces of it like I said not really paying attention <laughs> and and then like it kind of like clicks and I'm just like oh hey yeah I got that it's at home and then they just stop and they're like you need to come with us and I was just like oh, what <laughs> so they call my dad and uh I'm terrified because like like I'm like my dad's well they're going they they're accusing me of trying to steal this computer. I was like, "Oh my god, my dad's not going to believe me." Mm-hmm. Uh, he well, he knows I mean cuz he's seen it at the house. I mean, he's aware that he's seen the laptop. Well, uh, he I meet my my dad's like, "Hey, meet me in the lobby." Yeah, like go down to the bottom like take the elevator down he's standing there with this laptop and he's just got that look like he is yes seriously he's like I like well he he my dad at this time um one thing I did forget to mention is uh my stepmother well they were never really married but uh, my sister's uh mom and him and it split at this point so it was just me and him mm. living together and he worked from 2 in the afternoon till 2 a.m. So he was mad oh, wow. because this is right before he has to go to work. Right before he's he supposed early. to go. Right. And uh he's like I'm I'm so upset with you right now. Like you you have no idea. And I was like trying to explain it to him. He's like I don't even want to hear it. Is and, now is like, this the first time that you actually seen your dad kind of disappointed in you in that way? No. No. <laughs> No. So <laughs> this been, is not the first I, time. I, so now that's like more hitting home that he now has to miss out on work. But now it's like some more things that you're going through. Now this is bigger. So my dad was never really like I didn't really do a lot of stuff as a kid to like upset my dad, right? But it, there would be times I would do something. And he, he was a yeller. He would yell. He'd get upset and he'd yell. You know? 
I got used to it. Like he didn't beat us or anything. You know, there was no like abuse, but he he had a temper and he would just yell. You know, um, some that was kind that, of his. Some would call that verbal abuse. No, it not just, really. It just I depends mean, on who, sure. who you're asking. You know, that's why we just right. Yeah, I mean, there was no different ever, days, There was never yeah. any ill intent behind it or right. anything like that. It was just his his thing. Like he. Know, if you were walking across the floor, you weren't picking your feet up. Like, which now as a dad, I did. I get it. I get it. I, I get, get it. it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I didn't understand either. Even when you're just walking, period. Um, but uh, <laughs> nah, I'm saying. what is what is that though? But what is that? Break that down. What is the whole like? Because as a dad, you just see little things and like what makes you nitpick. So it's like, are you the dad that you like? Like your dad is. Are you trying to emulate Me? the same Personally? things? Um, no, I try not to. I, I, I don't like to yell at kids, and that, and that is, I just, I know that I can get stern with them and get a little loud, and, and I see that sometimes. But I don't think I take. I might take it from my dad subconsciously, mm. but some things I have, uh, I, I have little patience, you know, and. and I see that come out, but I think that's more from being an NCO in the military. Like you don't have a lot of patience for certain. You just don't have a lot of patience. Like, hey, I want this done now, kind of thing. You know. So, and you said NCO, so so that brings you to the military. So it's like you get to high school. Your high school year, senior year, is when you transition to joining the military or is it like you take a break how does that work we'll get to that here in a second um so back to this, this story this is one of the i, I want to highlight this um so we get up there and they're like oh your son tried to steal this computer my dad was like no he didn't he's like, my, my son's a lot of things like dumb maybe not forgetful yeah sure but he's not a thief right you know he, he's like he forgot it at home and they're like well uh, we'll have to reevaluate at the end of this year to see um, if he can come back. And he's like, "Yeah, cool. Like I've already paid you, people. Like you already have my money at this point." Wait, so you're in a private school and they're gonna like kick you out, no suspension or no like ISS or nothing. So it's it, it, yeah, it's different. It's like a I was enrolled in uh, my high school, but I was taking college courses through this program, like an IB program. Uh, it, some people would call it post secondary. Mm. Um. So yeah, like I don't show up to high school at all. I go here, you know, take college courses all day, and then like my extracurriculars and stuff, or and all that is still through my high school. I just go take my classes there. Yeah, gotcha. Um. So I, I mean, at the end of the year, um, I think I did bad in like one class, which was college chemistry, and it was just it was over my head. Um, a few of the things like I'm really good at math, but. Uh, like, you're not, you're I just bad at grasp. Yeah, you're right. no, no, I, I'm I'm very good at math. I'm being uh, facetious. I know. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Come on, um, see over your head again. About just like the mess and the chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this chem lab that we had, it was it was basically the teacher threw the work at us, and I was kind of left out on an island trying to figure this out, and I didn't do very well. Um. So I, I think I ended up getting like a failing grade in that, and I think they used that as ammunition to be like, "Hey, like, 
you know, we don't want you to come back to this program next year. Mm. So I didn't. I went back to high school. I finished my senior year at school with my friends. You know, it was what it was. Um, but like, were, how did you deal with that? Because obviously you're flying by the hurt. I mean, you got this Mrs. class. This is obviously something you cared about because you chose to be a part of this program in high school. So you now I being in the situation. Off, to be quite honest with you. I did like, really, it is like, what it is. You let it go. You was yeah. like, all right, boom, I'll go yes. on to bigger, better things. I got my friends over here, silver lining. Right. Um, so uh, finish out senior year and like I went on a few college visits with my friends. Like I went and visited Ohio State, um, Toledo University, uh, Ohio University, a couple other like smaller schools and I, I, I took not the SAT but the ACT because I think that's what yeah. you needed for most of the schools there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ended up scoring well enough on that to get into any school I wanted to but I never really I kind of procrastinated like signing up for college right mm. and I also like my dad didn't have the money to pay for me to go to college um, and I was like hey I'm like filling out these financial aid uh, forms and I need you to fill out your portion they need to know how much money you make he's like yeah they don't need to know how much money I make uh. <laughs> it was just like uh, okay so that kind of just like like alright so college kind of fell off the wayside and that's um, I graduated and I talked to like recruiters a few times I was originally going to join the Marines um, and like, I, did not recruiter, know, I did not know that yeah, the recruiter came out to my house, gave me like a practice ASVAB, and he looks at it and he's like, um, so what do you want to do? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I'm really not in this position a lot of times. He's like, you can have any job you want. And I was just like, what do you mean? He's like, you That's scored like That's as high as you can. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, you scored as high as you can on like this practice test. And I was like, oh. I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know wow. I really didn't. I, 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 We'll get to it later on. I had no idea what I was doing with my life at this point. And even until probably about the time I re-enlisted for the first time, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, um, I know. So, yeah. and I guess, you know, it's probably a good thing. I just stood up in the lunchroom one day. We had some recruiters there, and I walked up and was like, hey, I want to join you know, the Army. And they're like, okay, well, it doesn't work like that. Like... <laughs> You know, why? What do, you, what do you want to do? And it's like, yeah, well, you know, I ain't really got much else going on for me. You know, whatever. But they, so, they already knew you took the ASVAB with the Marines, though. No, they didn't, because it was just a practice one. Oh, all right, all right. Right? Okay. Uh, so, uh, I was working at McDonald's at the time. I graduated high school, continued working there. Um, you know, went through all the recruiting stuff. Never really showed up to any, like, the recruiting stuff because it was I didn't really see the point in it went and uh, I chose my job they showed me a list of jobs and I was like oh this looks cool and it was uh, Fister at 13 Fox and uh, I had Observer. right and I had Fister lined up with an option 40 Ranger School Airborne around Airborne right after to route the Ranger School um, and <clears throat> that's kind of the route that I was taking, I go to MEPS mm-hmm. and do all that duck walk, you know, dun, dun, talk dun. to the doctors, everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Having a scary old man, you know, looking at me in Everywhere. places I didn't mean to. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Why is he and, always uh, old? Like, hey, yo, like for real. Like everywhere, everybody I've ever talked to, and then he looked like guy. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Straight Had up, the white I, jacket on, every the gray hair. Just where'd you go? Where'd you go to Meps? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I think it, I was looking at my uh, some of my documents recently, and I think it was in Geneva, Geneva, Ohio, but it, it was in Columbus. Um, <laughs> So when I'm at MEPS, I do my vision test at this time. Like I hadn't had my eye surgery yet. I, I wore corrective mm. lenses. And later on, I found out this was like a total sham. Like they lied oh, to me. Sure. So they're like, oh, yeah, your vision's not good enough to do this job, man. I was like, oh, what? So they're like, yeah, yeah but uh, you're going to have to go back and talk to one of these career counselors. And uh, you're going to have to make a decision on a job you want before you leave today. And I was just like. And then they put the oh, pressure on you. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm an 18 year old kid. I have no idea. Right. I, I could just stand up and walk out and be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so they take me back, and it's this dark room. Like, I remember that room. It, it was so dark. And, like, the only light really was, like, the computer. Uh, As you can see from um, the presentation, man, it's. Uh... You know, it's 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 we proud to um offer up something to our to our you know fellow service members and comrades and also extending to you know you got first responders, firefighters, you know, police officers, man, anybody that's serving, man. We we uh all the above, man. Absolutely. And this isn't Mackin, like you said, even the styling of the box and just you know, giving a, a nostalgic feeling to the BDU uh attire that was worn i think it really embodies you know the warrior and even though when you open it it even has like a nice note left in it doesn't it oh yeah that's um that's you know jeff paying homage to uh you know lamar and i being um two warriors that um inspired a man um uh, lamar is definitely um somebody that's um an influence um, um to me man i mean 11 bravo man that cat did multiple deployments man um he's he's actually a, a philadelphia firefighter man still still serving um you know jeff successful businessman giving back to the community man and you know yes. we just um make a good team but that is a, that is a good cigar man that's six by 60 man it's a you know, it's a nice size cigar, man, and um, you know that that uh, Indonesian, Honduran tobacco with a hint of Nicaraguan, man. It's quality some flavors in there, man. You know, <laughs> flavors, flavors, absolutely. absolutely. Feels like a nice little cocoa, like a espresso, dark chocolate in there in the morning. Absolutely, absolutely man, man. it's just so good, full body. I love it, and um, you know, I will also say. You know, this is something that I really want to get behind. But how can some of those veterans who are, you know, abroad, because like my my listeners are in Guam, shouts out to Guam, my listeners in Guinea, I have guys all over the world. So is it a possibility they could probably get this shipped to them? Yeah, there's a, there's there's um there's, you know, ways we can get this uh, obviously some restrictions depending on uh what countries they are in but we we you know we can make some do with most um most requests um 
to have them shipped, man. So, you know, just get with us on a, on a, on a case-by-case, man, and we'll, we'll address it accordingly. All right. Is there a website you want to uh, let some of the listeners know they could go to? Absolutely. You can go to PearsonJeffries.com. That's P-I-E-R-S-O-N-G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-S. PearsonJeffries.com. And Warrior Class Cigars is, is on there along with some other selections from Jeff. Um, we also have um, a code for all of your listeners. Um, you'll put that in the in the description so that they can um, get them. Uh, we got some, you know, some discounted things going on for um, the Warriors out there that want to partake, man. So you got... Andy, we appreciate it. Check the check the the, uh, you know the description uh, for the code, and um, enjoy yourself, man. And I appreciate you know everybody for their service, man. I appreciate you for your platform and bringing me on, man. This is really uh, it's really been 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 good going down memory lane, man. Absolutely, and this is only the beginning. Like I told you before, we're gonna keep this going. We're gonna keep the knowledge growing. And sit back and enjoy one of these nice warrior class cigars while we do it in the future, brother. How about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Until next time, brother. Hey, please, everybody, shouts out to PG. Shouts out to everybody who's doing amazing things. And to the rest of our brothers, stay inspired. Salute. So he's like, all right, here's like the list of jobs you can choose from. And uh, I'm kind of like looking at it and it was a completely different list than the jobs I'd had prior to showing up to Mets. And like, mind you, my, uh, I think I scored an 88 on the ASVAP and like a 121 GT score. And like this, the first list of jobs was huge. I had all these things I could choose from. The second list was small and limiting. It was almost like they took my job away from me and then I was left in needs of the army. But Funny why is the room dark? <laughs> like, why they gotta I make don't... it mysterious, bro? Like, turn the lights <laughs> on, man. What are y'all doing in here? I can't remember. And no candles? Any... Yeah, I don't remember if there's even any windows in there. <laughs> what are y'all doing the same? I was like, what's going yeah, on in here? <laughs> so, um, I'm like looking through the jobs and I'm like, oh, what's I mean, this, I guess uh... that is scary hours. I mean, you got the knees of the army, so, like, <laughs> so right, man. Right. The, the dark times. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It happens. So, uh, they're, uh, like, I'm looking through the jobs, I'm like, oh, what's this? Like, and they're like, oh, 74 Delta, like, chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear. I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds cool. Like, what is it? And they're like, imagine this. <laughs> You're like, infantry. And I was like, oh, okay, I know what infantry is. Okay. Like, but you have a gas mask. And I was like, mm. oh. They're like, yeah, you test for, like, chemicals and make sure there's, like, no gas and stuff like that. I was like, oh, God, that sounds kind of that sounds kind of cool. You know, and they showed me this video of them rolling around in the back of this thing. Oh my gosh, now a dilapidated Humvee shelter. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the uh, the medic vehicles? Yeah. The FLAs? It was kind of like that, but on the inside, they had, like, a, a lab. And they were, like, testing, like, the stuff outside, like, from inside. And it was all, like, yeah, sealed off and yeah, I never seen one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had to wait. I was a uh, delayed entry, so I had to wait like six months 
to get a uh, to go to basic training. Oh my god! So sent you back home. Yeah, so I just went home and worked at McDonald's and partied pretty much <laughs> until wow. it was time for me to go. Um, I mean, when I say party, like uh, me, me and my buddies, we pretty much just like uh, on the weekend we'd show up to like one of their houses, and, like you know, drink or you know, do stupid teenage kid stuff that we shouldn't have been doing. Mm, um, playing risky. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, end up shipping out, going to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for All basic right. training. Under the woods. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, I show up and it is like you, you know you see it in the movies like you got to get off the bus and stand on the uh, the yellow <laughs> shoes and all that and they're they're yelling at you but like I mean looking back at it now the uh, in processing part was chill like super chill like because it, it, I mean look it's all the drill sergeants who you know got in trouble or weren't great so they send them to like uh, what is it called like the it's like the end processing company pretty much for all the basic trainings mm. <clears throat> but I remember like sitting on the bus and I'm like tired it's dark and they come on they're like give me your IDs IDs to the front and that was like the only time we really got yelled at the whole time I was there <laughs> um, and, and then from then on out it was just like you know stand in this line read this blue book fall asleep while standing up first time that had ever happened to me mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, yep. get your hair cut, you know, come over here, like, uh, set up your direct deposit, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, you go to the little uh, shopette and you pick out all, like, your hygiene stuff. Just remember, like, grabbing, like, I don't know, it was, like, Axe body wash or, or something like that. I'm an adult for the first time. <laughs> I'm buying everything I don't need. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, they were like, I think I had a list, honestly, of, like, what to grab. Yeah, um, you do have your so standard I, stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know, got my shower shoes, all that stuff, and uh, I just remember, like, buying all that, and then I show up to basic training, and they're like, nope, no, nope, can't have that, and they throw it out. Contraband. It's like, <laughs> what? They're like, it has a scent to it, and I was just like, oh, okay, I don't understand Wait, why that's a thing. Yeah, we couldn't uh, have... Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, all of our deodorant... Um, body wash stuff like that it had to be like neutral like scents so i couldn't have like oh acts, yeah like oh, body yeah, wash yeah, stuff like that they made me throw out my like uh i'm pretty sure it was like a standard old spice too it wasn't even like you know like the good smell in old spice it was the stuff that smells like rubbing alcohol oh, like old school like brew right. or like yeah but they're, like, they're looking at it like this <laughs> you but they're looking at like who are you trying to smell good for we about to drag you through this mud. You don't need to smell right, nobody. Did no you feel that humidity idea. when you get off that bus? You ain't here to impress nobody. You gonna sweat that out? <laughs> don't worry about it. No, because I showed up there in November, so it oh, wasn't. Oh wow! Like, oh, you got there when it was cold. Cold. Okay. Well, it wasn't really cold. Yeah, it didn't get cold, but it got cold, and I was just like, I am in South Carolina, and it is cold. <laughs> it was also the first time in my life I'd ever been standing outside for hours on end with like no, for no reason. You know, like n- nothing really to keep me warm, other than the stuff they told me I was allowed to wear, <laughs> which was uh, the regular mm. uniform and like the old. You remember the old like first issue Gore-Tex jackets? 
Oh yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I had a, I got a field jacket. See, I had a field jacket with a little smoke line. I didn't get a field jacket until I went to my first year. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Gore-Tec wasn't that bad. It was you got like what soft shell? You got um. No, it wasn't that. It was like the the initial like it was like a thick like plastic. It was not insulated at all. It was it was like a, a thicker rain jacket, but it wasn't insulated. And it was long. It was the long, like, rain jacket type thing. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, we we go through basic, and they do the whole shark attack thing. And they're like, oh, Ron, get your bag. And I'm trying to find my bag. I'm holding the bags above my head. You know, they no, all come shark and yell at us. What shark attack? Well, the listeners out there who've never been so, military. Shark that? attack is like from the moment, like after in processing and stuff, like when you first show up to basic training, right? Where your actual drill sergeants are, where you're going to go learn how to be a soldier. So you get, <clears throat> they basically throw everybody's bags into a pile and they get everybody off the buses all at once. And it's, it's chaos. Uh, you know, they're, they're throwing uh, like sim rounds, uh, smoke grenades all that stuff and they're like go find <laughs> go your bags yeah, oh yeah it was it was wild they're like go find your bags and like you're searching and luckily I found my bag and I, like I had a duffel bag and a laundry bag and <clears throat> like they, they run over and they're calling off like you know your social and all that stuff and you, you finally find your spot in formation and they're like drop this hold this over your head so you're standing there with your uh Excuse me. Drink. So answer this real quick while you're taking a break because it's like at the time, do you realize these are already Sims going off or is this something that No, you... I had no idea. I was dead. I mean part of me was like, Oh, this is cool. <laughs> oh, you see. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanna get blown up, you sick. All right. Perfect. Come here. Come here. It wasn't until about like probably an hour later when I'm still standing there with this duffel bag over my head, like, oh god, this is terrible. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Reality (laughs) kicking in. And reality didn't really kick in until I wasn't. It was like the next morning because it it, it, like reality kind of came and punched me in the face. Because up until this point. like 4 30 in the morning whenever we're out on the the pt pit doing pt and like everybody else is like i'm looking around like oh they all know these exercises i have no idea what i'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> i here looking like okay let's go this way oh god not fast enough like it's like you're trying to do the cha-cha slide but not delayed from everybody else <laughs> i've seen you do i've seen you doing prt what yeah, I've seen you being PRT. You're not coordinated enough for all that, all that extra movements. Don't hurt yourself. I got bad hips and ankles, man. <laughs> we'll get to that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, we do all that, and you know, we but basic training was pretty easy, though. I mean, like from a physical standpoint. As I wrap up today's episode, we encourage you to continue this conversation, break down the barriers, and support one another. Our mission is clear. Each one has to teach one. Share your knowledge, share your experiences, and let's build a military community wherever mental health is as a top priority.
Stay vigilant, stay resilient, and remember your mental well-being is your greatest strength. Until next time, take care, and together we can conquer any battle, man, both on the front lines and within ourselves. Stay inspired.